Welcome to Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. This podcast is a collection of historical and philosophical references, contemplations, lectures, and exchanges with David M. Valadez, his students, and guests. Podcasts are recorded on the mat at the Ascension Center in Southern California and in studio. These podcasts are provided to cultivate the warrior on the way and to add light to their path. Come closer, please. All right, we had a question, and the question is, what is the God mind? Uh, It's a very basic question. It is a specialized term that I use. And it should be definable as long as you understand that the definition or an understanding of the definition is not going to grant you the God mind. So the first thing to understand is the God mind is a second aspect of mind. So sometimes in my poetics, I refer to the two minds. You have the ego tripartite mind, which in shorthand, I sometimes just refer to it as the egoic mind. But you as Deshi should understand that that's shorthand for the ego tripartite mind. The distinction here is I don't mean ego the way psychoanalysis speaks of ego. Okay? I mean ego as the sense of self. More than that, I mean the experience of the world through a sense of self. When we talk about the mind, it is a metaphysical term from the get-go. It's not an anatomical feature of your body. It is a metaphysical term meant to denote a particular way of experiencing the world. So in that sense, it is an experience. This is primarily why an intellectual understanding of the God mind does not assist you in gaining access to the God mind because You're not trying to understand it. You're trying to experience it. Experience what? Experience reality, the world in which we live. You're trying to experience the world in which we live through a particular type of consciousness. So the God mind is one of two minds or one of two ways of experiencing the world in which we live. The other way of experiencing the world in which we live is through the ego tripartite mind. The ego tripartite mind is our everyday mind, the mind that has taken over the world, or at least the Western world. 
and is slowly taking over the rest of the world as the rest of the world is through their own ego tripartite mind being lured by the Western domination of the ego tripartite mind. We say... the following regarding the interrelatedness of the two minds. From the ego tripartite mind, from the egoic experience of the world in which we live, its continuing functioning ceases access to the experience of the world in which we live through the God mind. So our aim in our training, poetically expressed, is we want to bring a cessation to the ego tripartite mind. When we do, the God mind manifests, or when we bring a stopping of the egoic mind, we can experience the world in which we live through that alternate consciousness, through the God mind. This cessation of the egoic mind and the experience thereby of the God mind is the definition of spirituality. There is no spirituality outside of this. Over time, the word spiritual, spirituality, has come to mean many other things, but those are all degeneration of the original experience of the God mind through the stopping of the egoic mind. Let's make a side note here. What do we mean by religion? Religion, in its original definition, is the central paradigm around which you organize your life. In the past, people organized their life spiritually, meaning People organize their life around a cessation of the egoic mind and an experience of the God mind. That structure or that paradigm was housed within what we came to call over time religion. So that might have been in a Christian paradigm but the original Christian paradigm was to bring a cessation of the egoic mind to experience reality through the God mind. People organized their lives around that. They did it through a Christian paradigm, and hence we have the phrase Christian religion. But the original definition of religion is just what is your central paradigm? Do you understand that? 
So today, our central modern paradigm, our religion is consumerism, materialism, entertainment. We organize our lives around that. That's our religion. We may be practicing what we could colloquially refer to as religion, such as, I am a Christian. But if your Christian is, if your Christianity is not that paradigm around which the entirety of your life revolves, it is not a religion. Or if your Christianity is not geared towards the cessation of the egoic mind and the experience of reality through the God mind, it is not spiritual. It's become something else. What I call poetically the God mind, or what I refer to poetically as the experience of the world following the cessation of the egoic mind, has been called many things across time and culture. It has been called grace, a born again, the Holy Spirit, awakening, enlightenment, samadhi, Buddha nature, one with the Tao, one with heaven, communion with God, the Christ consciousness, do you understand? As a cessation of the egoic mind, it is an apophatic poetics, meaning I cannot describe it in positive terms. I describe it in negative terms. So what is it? It is not the egoic mind. What is the egoic mind? It is those three parts. It is the sense of self. It is dichotomy. And it is living life on a behavioral spectrum of avoidance and attraction. What is the God mind? Not that. That is all you can say about it. All of your training is geared towards that experience, which is geared towards the cessation of the egoic mind. You may not ever bring a cessation to your egoic mind. Your training does not guarantee that. But that is the aim and the orientation of your training. There are some marked differences here than what modernity says is spiritual. Amongst the spiritual. Do you understand? There's a bunch of people 
In Aikido, we can just stay there. That's say my training is spiritual. But they do not mean what I just said. They mean something else. For those people... Spirituality here in air quotes is reduced to egoic mind functioning. And by result, their spirituality, again in air quotes, is a metaphor or is metaphorically understood or talismanically understood to produce what in essence is just modern, Western, acceptable morality. The God mind is beyond morality because morality is housed in notions of good and bad, right or wrong, purity and evil, do you see? So for example, Aikido people will say, Something like this. Aikido is nonviolent. Well, how do you know it's nonviolent? Do you, do you understand? Do you, you want to ask the question what makes it nonviolent? Well, I don't uh, contest the person. Do you understand? And then you go a little deeper. And you see that they constantly contest the uke. They constantly block this strike, stop that energy, push on that energy. Do you see that? Or they, by choreography, by script, stop uke from generating any contention point. Do you see? I don't call this nonviolent. I call this metaphorically nonviolent. Do you see there? It's a, it's a kind of play of nonviolence. It's not nonviolent. They don't ever set up the violent context. Do you see? Or they hide the violent context. Some easy examples I've had, I've seen other instructors, they'll do presentations at universities and corporations and they want to prevent they want to present aikido as an alternative to what they consider to be modern western morality which is uh, an eye for an eye do you see that they'll make that case they'll go to the bible and they'll look at the old testament and they'll read an eye for eye and then it, this coincides with their denunciation, and which is really their ignorance of the old tradition. It has a lot to do with daddy issues. Believe me, it does. And in their denouncing of their unreconciled daddy issues, they will say, eye for eye make, is wrong. Don't do the eye. It makes the whole world blind. All this kind of stuff. And they'll present Aikido as an alternative. So what they do is they have the uke push the nage, and then the nage will tenkan. And they will say, do you see? Now I'm looking in the direction of the uke, 
and we are sharing a common point of view. I am looking at the world through Uke's eyes. Do you see? This is modernity here. Do you get it? No one's wrong. There's no truth by which to judge things right or wrong. And so it's just individual perspectives. This is postmodernity. That's what that is. So now I'm looking that way. Do you get it? And then somebody eventually asks, well, what happens if they just keep attacking? Well, then you slam them. That looks like eye for an eye to me. That does not look different at all. That's the same thing. What if they don't stop? What if you can't convince them that they should stop? Well, then you slam them. You're going to throw them down and all what have you. Do you see? That means the first part is just metaphorical. It's just symbolic. Do you see? It's just the symbolism or the metaphor that we are looking and sharing the same point of view because we simply are looking in the same direction. The potential for conflict is still there, do you see? Hence, if he doesn't join my point of view, I'm going to slam him. That's not a new morality. The God mind is not symbolic of anything. It is an actual experience. It doesn't represent symbolically anything. It is not a metaphor of anything. It is an experience that every human being has the potential to gain. Because every human being has the potential to bring a cessation to the ego tripartite mind. But as a potential, it doesn't mean it's guaranteed. Do you understand that? But you, you must note it is not symbolic of anything. It is not metaphorical of anything. Metaphor and symbol are part of the egoic mind because it allows for dichotomy to exist and differentiation to exist. Hence, something different can stand for something other. That's the metaphor or the symbol. In the God mind experience, there is no differentiation. There is no symbol. There is no metaphor. There is no time in between things. There is no before and after. There is no middle then. There is no place for the symbol or the metaphor to exist. It is an actual experience. And that is what you're after. It is not symbolic of something. In our training, should we gain that experience? Our next goal is to become skilled at gaining the experience. And that we define as the following. I can bring a cessation to my egoic mind anytime I want. If I can do that, I am more skilled in my spirituality than when I couldn't. If I can bring that cessation under more extreme conditions, I am more skilled. If I can hold that cessation under longer durations, under more extreme situations, whenever I want, that is more skill. Do you, do you understand that? 
So it is not enough to have one God-mind experience. We seek an agency that exists regardless of conditions that our environment may provide us. Because our environment has a tendency to trigger the egoic mind into functioning. The next question is, how do I bring a cessation to the egoic mind? That's the obvious next question. You're not going to be able to wish it. You're not going to be able to hope for it. You're not going to be going to yoga class and stretching out and feeling good. It's not going to do it. Ten conning and facing the same direction as the other guy and presenting to a bunch of academics is not going to do it. There are tried and true ways. And the most tried and true way is get your ass at the feet of someone else who can do it. That is the most tried and true way. Can you do it by yourself? Yes. Traditions have always allowed for that. But every one of these traditions tell you that is so rare, don't play those odds. Play the other odds. Get your ass at the feet of someone who can do it. That means enter into a discipleship with someone who has the skill. They know the practices that can get you there. The further you are from that person, the less chances you're going to do it in a field where there's already a very slim chance you're going to do it. Those practices are similar in nature. What is that similarity? They all aim at a cessation of your egoic mind through a stress adaptation model. Meaning, you will only be able to successfully do the practice if you can bring that cessation to the egoic mind. For example... You're not going to be able to fast for multiple days until you get used to being extremely uncomfortable and hungry. You're not going to be able to enter into frigid water until you can separate yourself from your body, from your comfort. You're not going to be able to do Giyuwaza, real Giyuwaza, not the crap that passes for Giyuwaza in the Federite environments until you can release the self. What happens if I don't? You fail. Do you see? Failure is brought to the awareness level. Your teacher then will continue to adapt you in ways that he or she can until you succeed at the practices wherein you cannot do the practice from the egoic mind. 
in that light, you can see that all these practices are going to suck. Do you, do you understand? Because what does not suck is what is feeding your ego tripartite mind. What does not feed your ego tripartite mind is what can be used to free you from your ego tripartite mind. Hence, most of these practices by default are considered extreme, weird, strange, insane. Because what is not those things is in and part of the egoic mind. Hence, cultures dominated by the egoic mind would look at these spiritual practitioners, as I described them, with negative terms. They are zealots. They are fanatics. They are extremists. Do you understand that? They're dangerous. Yes, 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 it is. It is that from that egoic mind. Your wishes for comfort, for slowing down, for exceptions, all your cautionary tales you tell yourself, they are your obstacles. If you follow them, you're not ready for the training. It's that simple. Hence, many times, Budo is not for everyone. Do not change the definition of Budo. Budo is a Tao. A Tao is a way. A way is a spiritual practice. The Tao is this. To bring a cessation to the egoic mind and to experience the world in which we live through the God mind. Do not change Budo into something else. Budo is cosplay. Budo is Japanese culture appreciation. No, it's not. That is a degeneration of the technology of self. You want to play it safe. You're not a budoka. It is that simple. This concludes this episode of Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. For more information, please visit sentiencenter.com. S-E-N-S-H-I-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Or find us at Facebook at Sension Center and on our YouTube channel at Sension One. Thank you for listening.